Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Hey, welcome back. It's Chris and Sam here with a special edition of Chris and Sam Give a Damn. Hello, everyone. Thanks for coming back after such a long absence. We've had uh, an end of the year with lots of ups and downs and downs, but now it's up, up, up. And to that, we actually had a portion of a podcast recorded that we were never able to finish. So after listening to it, we thought we would just uh, go ahead and put that out for you guys to enjoy. It's basically um, what we had planned for our Halloween show and we were gearing up towards in our first Halloween episode. We, uh, just a reminder, we were planning on having two Halloween episodes, so we only have done part one. Um, so this is our part two, including the um, uh, our discussion of sassy sequels, those sequels that don't give enough credit. So we hope you enjoy it. Again, this is a bonus uh content coming out of 2018 Uh, chris and sam give a damn we'll be back in full force here in 2019 so thanks for thanks for waiting for us and we can't wait to be back on the air yeah yeah all right without further ado enjoy the bonus material from 2018 damn the following podcast may contain adult language chris and sam give a damn Hey, it's Sam with Chris and Sam Give a Damn. And you know what? We had so much content that went into our last Halloween episode. Uh, We thought we'd have two episodes out of it, but we thought we'd give you a little bit of a Halloween bonus. We've been planning two episodes for Halloween for a while, so um, we still have something to share with you. And it's all going to be adult-oriented, 17 and up, I'd say. Yes. And we call this little bit our Halloween Afterthought. Halloween Afterthought. All right, so we want to talk about sequels. Like, we love horror films. Usually, as you know, we like to watch lots of horror films uh, in the month leading up to Halloween. Um, mm-hmm. And one thing that we talk about is sequels. Yeah, you have to. I mean, just the fact that you can say there are horror franchises. Obviously, there are sequels. And, and they go into the the double digits sometimes. Right. So <laughs> it, it usually st- it's not always the case, but usually if you're a horror fan, you're going to have a lot of exposure to sequels. Is that safe to say? Yes. And yes. because there's so many variant sequels, there's also a lot of levels of quality and also reference to the original source material in all these sequels. Right. Usually you find a, an original movie is most respected in the series, you know, it stands alone, sort of. Um, sequels are always going to have, there's going to be a question there about if it's going to be any good, who owns the rights to it, who wrote it, you know, um, <laughs> if there's the same actors. Now, given that, I guess back in the 80s, they weren't concerned with all that. Um, <laughs> they wanted to... Sell tickets. Yeah, and, and they had they had the characters, usually. Um, you know, Nightmare on Elm Street had Freddy... Friday the 13th had Jason eventually. You had um, Chucky the Killer Doll. You know, as long as those were in place, the rest of it did not matter in a lot of cases. So we thought, how could we have a meaningful discussion about all of these variant sequels um, and keep it, you know, within an hour or so, uh, a mini podcast? And we decided that we would do, for lack of a better term, the sassy sequels. Yeah. Or the sequels that really stood on their own or somehow made it their own um, and created a memorable experience, even sometimes if you hadn't seen the original. Is that fair to say? 
yes, uh, movies that stand on their own as sequels and favorites, maybe cult favorites, because lots of times they aren't, you know, the the ones that are go-tos for, you know, right critics and, or or you know, especially critics or or, sure. or or popular audiences in some cases. Yeah, and usually they actually face an uphill battle out of the gate because they're originally, I mean, without even seeing it, usually they're kind of declared inferior to the original right um off the bat i mean and that's a hard place to start you know mm-hmm. a basis for seeing it but then again you know a lot of horror films aren't necessarily usually well reviewed by the bigger outlets mm-hmm. um not always the case but and i guess sometimes it's the director taking it in their own vision um and really wanting to go somewhere different with the with the series and not necessarily realizing in some cases what made the the movie Something that is is going to be a sustainable series that you're going to love to come back to. You know, sometimes they go off on these tangents that even though they're weird and, you know, the fans of the series don't appreciate them, we do. Yeah. And so to give you an example of what we're talking about and kind of help frame the discussion, uh, we watched several films, I think it's seven or more that we consider sassy sequels that we're going to talk about here today and then kind of relate that to the overall field in general. All right. So some of the films that we watched to get it back up to speed to talk about with you include uh, Jason X, Jason in Space, <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> Halloween H2O, uh, Freddy vs. Jason, uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2, mm-hmm. um, Nightmare on Elm Street 2. Yes. And what was the last one? What am I missing? Well, I don't know. <laughs> Those are the ones we watched, right? I think we we we've gone through all the ones we actually we actually watched for this. Um, oh, and we also added the new Purge because that was kind of. Uh, well, you know, we we're, were not going to do that, but um, the new Purge is it's arguably too serious, and you know you can't really make fun and or talk about have a fun conversation about it because it's it's very in your face about its about its real world issues. <laughs> yeah, it's too close to reality for right. me, so it, t- it takes me right out of it. Right. So it's not a sassy sequel, especially not in the vein of some of the films that we talked about. Uh, Freddy vs. Jason, since it came out, I, I was waiting for it for the 10 plus years or even more. It was in development hell. <laughs> uh, I loved it when it came out and I've loved it ever since. Like, I okay. love watching Freddy vs. Jason. I'm sorry, you have to remind me what what movie teased it. Was it a Friday the 13th movie or a Nightmare on Elm Street movie where you saw the glove and the hockey mask in the same shot? At the end of the movie. I think it was a Friday the 13th. And then uh, okay. Freddy, when he goes to hell or whatever, Freddy comes out Jason of hell. Goes to and hell and okay. the, the glove pulls him down. Nice. And that was that. was that. And then it went through all kinds of incarnations. Um, but I think the film that we saw and that was released was definitely worth the wait. Like, it's very stylized. I agree. And it's just on the early trend of the comic book uh, influence, like before Walking Dead. And you can see that comic book typeness in the movie, I think, um, yeah. before a lot of horror films were actually doing it. Now, of course, there was those scenes in um, Nightmare where they, in Dream Warriors, where it's all cartoony, but that's a little sure. different. I guess it is sort of like comic book frames where they're fighting and they, you know, actually fly to the opposite sides of the screen and things like that. Sure. Oh my gosh. I saw this movie with my brother, Michael. <laughs> nice. And he was probably, I don't know. Oh my what, God. Young. I, 13 or younger. Really? 
Probably. Well, I obviously had to be there for him to see it, but <laughs> um, you know, at, I whenever I, I don't feel bad. We we had a good time. <laughs> I I I just couldn't believe how excited I was for this film. Like there was some portions, like some of the performance, some of like the frat guys or. Uh, I guess high school guys were way too old and took me out of it in some areas. But sure. like, the main performances, like by Jason Ritter, um, I always thought were really good. Yeah. Um, Likeable. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, also Brendan Fletcher, who plays um, the one whose brother is killed by Freddy, you know, and. Sure. Uh, he's intense. Oh, I love it. He's good. Yeah. Well, and one thing, one reason I think that it's sassy in this respect is that, you know, it does borrow from both lores and kind of balances uh, the Nightmare series and uh, Friday the 13th series. Yeah. And puts them on an equal in some ways, you know, at some points one has the advantage and some points the other does. But it gives you the fight that you want without um, cheapening necessarily or dwelling too much on either backstory. So it kind of creates Mm -hmm. a contemporaneous its own existence kind of its own world right and the advantage depends on which world you're in um freddy's world which is the dream world or um you know the real world which i guess jason lives in right and he may consider himself an abstinence warrior like he may be on a holy crusade to kill people after they have sex but maybe Mm -hmm. we're misunderstanding him a little bit yeah They, yeah, no. Um, they they don't get too much more complicated in this movie. You know, there are people that, isn't there, don't they try to imitate his mom again? They do, and to, she reprises her original role yeah. as his mother. Um, and then you also have a great work, as always, by Robert Englund and, as Freddy Krueger. And he, because he's the most yeah. um, vocal character, um, he really gives, makes it a real fun ride for the fans. Yeah, it's amazing how much affection I have for Robert England as an actor. It's kind he's of great. weird to think about. <laughs> no, he is really great because even through all that makeup and everything else, the performance of Freddy Krueger that people remember is not the horrible makeup or the knives. It's the person, the real person in there. And if it wasn't Robert England, it wouldn't have the impact, I think, that Freddy does have on horror fans. Right. Okay. But we have to say that we haven't seen the new one. I haven't seen the new one, have you? Yeah, I saw it. We saw it. I didn't see it. Yeah, it was okay. I, okay. I, I, that's why I, like, I just have to be honest about where I'm coming from. Because I, sure. I, I just figured everyone thought Robert England was better. But Oh, by far. Yeah. Like, it's really hard to jumpstart that. And that was not, to me, that was a brain-dead sequel. Like, there's no need to reboot some things. Especially while the actor's still alive that could breathe new. You know, Robert England redid Freddy on a TV series um, just last month. And so there's already talk that he is going to return to Freddy, which I hope he does. Yes. With makeup and everything else, age is not a factor. I mean, if he can, you know, even move, they can help him CGI, you know, joint-wise if he can't walk right. <laughs> or There's a lot and of stuff that can That'd be fine with me. Yeah. That'd be fine with me. Um, if we're going off on Robert England, but... He is part of, you know, the biggest, uh, well, 
Jason has more sequels, right? But um, Nightmare on Elm Street, wow, what a, what a sequel, like powerhouse in the '80s, <laughs> right? And they're all pretty much hung on him. A lot of them push, you know, more, and they give him less to work with. Mm-hmm. But you know, without his presence in there, they would not have had that string of films. Yeah. Okay. Well, so we watched Nightmare on Elm Street two. Yes. And and I'm sorry, we were talking about Freddy versus Jason. I apologize. No, no, I think we. we I wanted covered... to say something about Catherine Isabel because she's awesome. Um, yeah. She's uh, Ginger Snaps. I don't yes. know if anybody else likes her, but I think she's just the perfect <laughs> actress for that, and she's so fun. The cast is really good. Mo- the majority of the cast is really good. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> so on to Nightmare Two. It's, yeah. It's um, I, I, I guess someone like involved with the film i believe called it like the gayest horror yeah. film ever made oh my god yes it is the most gay uh, nightmare for sure um, well yes subliminally <laughs> though i mean it, it's really butch on the surface it but it's, it's it's a big it's a big you know in like it's not stated but it's 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 in your face anyway i think it's, it's like, very 80s it's very much like the 80s sexuality like that was so like it was gay but it was not as much you know there was a lot of like uh, i don't like i don't like labeling it now because like now i'm like oh it would be so completely different but like it, yes there's a lot of um the one person with his friend his male friend in the locker room with staring at each other right. or, you know, just lingering too long. And then and then there's all this stuff about, you know, him being different because, well, basically because Freddy's inside of him and is coming out, but it's coming out in a different way, you know. Right, and Freddy being inside of him and coming out. Like, that's yeah. all. It's Yeah, there's a lot of weird play. Sassy is a weird word because... You know, it felt like Wes Craven went one way, and this is the second installment of the series without Craven involved. So, you know, they're kind of like, well, we're going to just pick up and take it this totally different way and not yeah. even necessarily build or try to build on everything um, about Freddy. Um, there were some cool effects for what was there. I mean, <laughs> except for the exploding birds, I didn't really understand that. Um, but, you know, him coming out of the, out of the guy and all that but a lot different and then like you think of the swimming pool too um that was kind of a cool thing like the boiling water in the swimming pool yeah you know i think two is probably uh, it's, i wouldn't say it's my least favorite nightmare um it's just weird and every time it's i watch not it my I just, least favorite yeah uh, you know it, it's definitely not way down there especially some of the production values toward the end of the nightmare series went down before it rebounded with new nightmare and things of that nature, but yeah, I mean, seeing a retrospective on the series just recently, the Dream Warriors movie, which everyone likes. I mean, I like it. Yeah, um, the Slangin' Camp. The, the, <laughs> the um, fallout from that movie is the next two movies. Like they're mm-hmm. all, they're all um, involved with some of the same people and some and the ones that know those people. Um, and it finally ends in, in um, what we know to call Dream Child, hmm. Nightmares, Nightmare Five. Yeah, yeah. Um, but anyway, so that was kind of milking something. But in that, in in like um, three, four, and five, they have some cool effects, like some really cool effects and some funny jokes and lines. I think. Sure, and they can be considered you know sassy in some ways I, I think the next really sassy nightmare film that we see that we have to mention 
is when Wes Craven gets back involved with Wes Craven's new nightmare. Absolutely. And I loved that one off the bat. Yeah. I didn't know what was happening because, you know, Freddy was dead because we, we skipped that one. Freddy's right. Freddy dead, the new mm-hmm. the final nightmare. Right. And so that was done. And then you, ha- you got the commercial where I believe he says, miss me in the commercial in, in the trailer. Hmm. And he looks way different, like way yeah. more demonic and stuff. Yeah. And, um, yeah. And, and that, and then, so I was hooked from then on. <laughs> yeah. And, and that creates a new reality within the world of Heather Langenkamp and Robert England as actors and how their worlds are crossing. And yeah. it's really wonderful. Like you get, really well you get to there, see yeah. him, uh, <laughs> Robert England out of makeup, which is always great for some scenes, mm-hmm. which you don't see very often. Um, it definitely definitely has to be mentioned when we're talking about sassy sequels. I know we started out with two, but I'm like, uh, eh, two, um, not as much as New Nightmare. Like, if we put those in a fight, like, I think New Nightmare would win for sure. Okay, yeah. I don't know. I think that, that little boy actor is overrated, but... Ah, um, Gagey? Yeah, Gagey. It's Gagey. It is. Aww. Gagey's not quite I, I like up, seeing but... him, but he's, you know, he's kind of overrated. But, um... Let's now we talked about Freddy. Let's talk about Jason in space, aka Jason X. Oh yes. What do you? Th- all right. I know you love this movie. Why don't you start? <laughs> Jason X is um, basically he ended up being frozen by all. We, all we know is that he was obtained, and then they had to freeze him. Because we start like way in the future, right? Right. It's way in the future. Um, I guess they were studying him, so they didn't want to kill him. But so they cryogenically froze him. Right. Uh, but he he was getting out or something, and and uh, oh god, I'm sorry. It, it, none of that matters. Hey, that, it's a good beginning anyway, because none of that fucking matters. Um, <laughs> um, basically, you're in space. You have Jason in space, and that's what it is. You have a cool um, android lady um, that it's kind of sassy too. Yeah, and at some point he gets intermixed with like these nanite bot things that are uh, medical whatever and create super this, jason yeah super jason which is like it is really he's like super buff and like his mask <laughs> comes off and it's it's just fucking he's weird been, he comes out there like he's been modified and they're like no shit or something. <laughs> okay the 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 sassiness of this sequel no the brash this, the brashness brash. of this is rather brash no, of you but, jason no but seriously the brash. brashness of of the dumb the dumb in this movie is right. kind of overwhelming on purpose. Right. You know, you have the line, this sucks on so many le- levels when the window gets broken and people get sucked out. Right. Um, you know, it, and, and people always meta commenting on everything. It's ridiculous. And you kind of, you suspend that disbelief right away. Cause you're like, you're, okay, we're in space. They froze Jason. Oh, they the haven't learned stuff too. They, yeah. They haven't learned any better with all this technology, not to fuck with this guy. And they do. And he kills them like he always does. Um, right. Yeah. He, he kills a lot of people in this movie. I don't know how many, including, isn't it Catherine? Oh, what's her name? Uh, Catherine Heigl. Yeah. <laughs> this this movie's so funny for me. It's it's It stands on its own in a way. In some ways, because of the development hell that was Freddy versus Jason, the filmmakers that made this film definitely wanted to take Jason a totally different new way on his own. Yeah. And they did. I mean, they achieved their goal. Um, Do you think it's just it was a very for future films? Film. I thought it was just a, such a send up. Like. No, not necessarily for future films, but they definitely wanted to go their own way. Like they didn't mm. have, have anything to do with a character tie in or any future. Cause they had all come like there'd been by that point, like 
12 or 13 drafts written of Freddy versus Jason over the years that, you know, both companies were pushing back and forth so, on. So it was like they had to do something really new. Right. Because because they didn't even think that was going to happen. Right. Basically. <laughs> right. And that was that was the news for the longest time in the Jason world is that was the next logical step. So they're like, okay, we're going to take him. What are we going to do? In space. <laughs> Jason In space. X. Yep. Because, you know, you had Leprechaun in space and you had who else already in I, space? Yeah. <laughs> maybe just that. Maybe just him so far. Yeah. Some Before people this. were lost in space. <laughs> um, I mean, you had the movies in space, Event right. Horizon, blah, blah, blah. Right. <laughs> I like Event Horizon. Every time I think of Event Horizon, I think Jack Noseworthy and like yeah. his kid. What's his little baby? They said it was an something? unfinished movie. Some of the people that worked on it, which I thought was interesting, because it probably is. There's all, just a bunch of like cut. horrific stuff at the end. But. We saw the long supercut or whatever, because like when they first cut it, it was like a lot longer. Yeah. And you know they had to cut out a lot for theatrical release. Mm-hmm. But yeah, definitely Event Horizon. But okay, Jason in space. Uh, quirky, definitely sassy sequel. Um, not necessarily my favorite one, but yeah. So, you know, Jason in space. What else can you say? <laughs> I yeah, that's really all you can say. But it is really funny. It's hilarious. Um, the effects that are there, you know, they don't have to be amazing, but they kind of are cool. And it nothing else to say. All right. So we've talked about Freddy. We've talked about Jason. We've talked about Freddy versus Jason. So maybe we should talk about Michael Myers. Sure. Um, yeah. Um, well, yeah, we're just doing H2O. We're not going to include Halloween 3 with this. Yeah, originally my plan, because I think one of the most sassy sequels ever and one of my favorites ever is Halloween 3, Season of the Witch, uh, much to the ire of people that only like Michael Myers. Yeah. Um, and I love this movie. We try to watch it every year. I, I have it memorized. I think it's just, I can't say enough good things. Like we'll do a whole podcast on Halloween three at some point, I promise. Um, but instead I also am very fond of Halloween H2O and this year in our watching habits, um, I kind of just started it and we couldn't finish it. So H2O became our sassy sequel and it's, it definitely stands on its own. Um, Thus making the sixth or seventh time we've mentioned H2O on the podcast, probably. Oh, I love it. Because, I, I mean, I, I selected it for one of my It Came From Our Collection times, too. It's great. <laughs> I mean, uh, Jamie Lee Curtis is, is at the top of her game. Uh, Josh Hartnett is introduced, which I love Josh Hartnett. The mask is kind of wonky in it, but... Yeah, I, they finally revealed the worst shot, and it is digitally put in. Uh, and it's horrible. It's really bad. It looks like a paper mask to me. Oh, but my God. It's, yeah, all CGI mask. It's really bad. But the, the strength to me of H2O and why I loved it when I saw it in the theater was if you, you know, take it by itself and you, you know, the way it, you take for, you know, 100% the way that it ends it will end the series. It's a perfect way to end the series. Right. It's a triumphant way to end the series. <clears throat> it's very not that often in films that you get this film of... Um, you know, ultimate joy and ultimate satisfaction. And that's what H2O had in the theater to me. I was cheering. Audience was cheering and applauded every time I saw this in the theater. I'll bet. Yeah, I think I saw it in the theater too. Um, yeah, she, yeah, really ends it on, on a great note. I was listening to something with Jamie Lee Curtis earlier today, um, and she's amazing. <laughs> and I love you, her. 
feel that in this movie in, yeah. in H2O. <laughs> well, and then she she's killed early in Halloween 8 or whatever resurrection, which is absolutely horrible. Yeah, she doesn't so, like that one. She yeah. was forced to do it, I guess. Um it's she d- yeah, it just it sucked. And then and it retcon stuff. Yeah. And then, you know, she comes back in another film that we did see uh, recently in the new Halloween film, which in its way is sassy enough because it just throws out all kinds of other films. Yes. And I guess probably solely because of Jamie Lee Curtis. I have, you know, I I have love for the the new movie. I don't know. I think the mask is good in the new movie. The music by John Carpenter is great. Yeah, maybe I mean that that she has sold it to me yeah. because like I, I keep listening to stuff. She's great. I I think she's great. There's a few problems I have with some of the stuff going on in the new Halloween film. I've only seen it once in theater, so I really want to see it again and absorb it better before I, you know, pick it apart. Because oftentimes I'll do that and watch it again and be like, oh, you're stupid. You just missed them. You know, they talked about that or whatever. Sure. Uh, did you like it? I. Yeah, I, I liked it. I thought it was funny. There's some dumb choices in it. I thought they could have made it scarier. You know, the argument there, I guess, with, from what I've read, is that you know, it wasn't a horror movie person directing, um, so he, he really missed some of that. Yeah, suspense and well, stuff. The, the character of Laurie Strode was very enjoyable to watch and very believable. So. Just for that aspect alone, I can't really criticize the film because it's an enjoyable watch. Right. So. Right. It's it's a different type of film than you might be expecting, I guess, or a different type of tone. Yeah. Something. But getting back to the other sequel with Jamie Lee Curtis and H2O. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that was just like, you know, fuck yeah. Yeah. And it was kind of like, all right, here's this lady that has escaped all of the stuff, you know, almost killed by her brother, which is still her brother in this world. And right. it's taken her toll. She's an alcoholic. She's been looking over, you know, her shoulder for the last, you know, 20 years, basically, um, trying to raise her son now and trying to be someone that, you know, she's qualified to be this t- in teaching, but she's not living her, her true self. She's not being true to herself. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't know. It's just I think it's well written. Kevin Williamson, who wrote Scream, um, I think he's one of the executive producers. I don't know if he's necessarily the head writer on the piece. I but have no idea. He started a draft anyway. Um, but, but, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if if Jamie Lee Curtis herself had something to do with that, too, just because she, in both cases, <laughs> was brought, brought a project and thought, what would my character have gone through at this point in her life? Right. You know, and and in one case she was more successful than in the in, in the new movie, but yeah, um, but still. Well, and uh, from you know what we've heard, the producers, the Akads, um, wanted a way out so they could produce another sequel before they would allow the ending. Spoiler alert: where she cuts off the head of what we think is Michael Myers. So you know, right away they're already saying, well, we can spin it. So he's not dead. And they do that in resurrection, which I think is a real wank off, especially how jubilant I was at the end of H2O that makes it cheaper. It really cheapens that experience. Um, and it's too much of a redirect for most audiences. I think like the true fans were really pissed. Like they're glad to have Michael Myers back, but the way we got it back, especially at the death of Laurie Strode was kind of, kind of a raw deal. Right. And no matter what you think about 
resurrection or the fact that Laurie Strode's part in it really sucks and I'm sure she hated doing it probably you know from the outside it's the Halloween movie with Buster Rhymes and it's coming right after the really triumphant I agree like how else could you look at it the, the H2O yeah, it's a cash grab it's a total and I get a lot of horror movies I are, love Buster Rhymes and, and I'm sorry he's probably you know, the best part I, of this movie I like, anyway. yeah I like Buster Rhymes I but don't like the kid from American Pie that's in it no I never liked him I always thought he's the not in the movie anyway yeah. but yeah um so yeah you know back to sassy sequels you know, Halloween sequels have been, they've had a high sass factor for the last several. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's good for fans because is, you know, keeping Michael Myers alive, I think, is is really great. I, I wasn't a, as much of a fan. A lot of people will say, what about the Rob Zombie right. uh, interpretations? That that wasn't necessarily, I wasn't necessarily. Rob Zombie's uh, getting hard for me to appreciate. It's uh, House of a Thousand Corpses and, oh my gosh, um, you know, Devil's Rejects, good. I, I have a problem yeah. with it being the same visually and you know I don't have a problem with his wife I think she's fun but like it kind of gets old that she's just thrown in as a main character all the time I think before next Halloween I do want to rewatch Rob Zombie's Halloween 1 and 2 um, just so I can have more of a comparison because it's right. interesting well, subject matter and we don't necessarily watch them every year I know I don't We'll probably abstain from watching horror films in general for at least a month or two. And I mean, I guess I should comment on his twist on on the Halloween series. It just seems so far removed from everything else. I, I don't know. I, I have seen them. <laughs> um, Halloween 2 was a little weird for me. I didn't really like it very much. Halloween 1 was okay. Yeah, yeah, it was strange. And now with the you know new one kind of bringing it back away from that, you know, maybe when we go back and watch those next year, we'll have a different take on them. Maybe. 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 Now, one now one film we did have a different take on, which we've watched together, actually bought this. This is one of the few films we watched this year that we now own. That's part of our collection. Mm-hmm. Um, is uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2. Yep. And Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2. The Return of Leatherface. This, I, don't know, I don't know what it, that, that wasn't what it was called, <laughs> but it but it might as well be called the one with Dennis Hopper. Right. Well, and this is one that really kind of struck us differently. Um, I, I did not like it as much as I liked it the last time I saw it. This movie is it goes for shock and and it, it actually achieves what it's going for there. I mean, there's a lot of stuff in this. There's the guy with. An exposed metal plate, exposed metal plate on his skull that is like, he chips away uh, at the, the scabs. <laughs> scabs on it. And eats them. And eats them with a, uh. like he, oh uh, yeah. yeah. Anyway, um, and, and, and you know, it gets worse from there. <laughs> they, they have the scenes with the family where they bring out grandpa and they do it again in this movie. And, you know, it's even worse. You know, it's just... That's all it really is. I mean, except for, you know, the touches I, I, I appreciated in the past were, you know, the, the radio station is kind of cool. If, if the actress was better, it'd be, it'd be better. Um. It's a weird rehash. And also, I mean, Dennis Hopper's kind of thrown into the middle of this really mm. weird spitball of a movie. Dennis Hopper, yeah. Just some scenes, scenes with the radio station person and him. And oh, then he, he just gets gets roped into it because he has, he had he had somebody that got killed in the in the previous movie. Yeah, and so that's the and very loose connection. Yeah, yeah, the loose connection. And of course he's cr- they 
what I think Tobe Hooper did when when he shows up to the to the compound to sort of confront everyone, he he's like, just go blue velvet crazy, just do it. <laughs> yeah, I think that's what he said. <laughs> it's just a strange movie, and you know, when I originally was when I was growing up, Chainsaw fascinated me. I loved it. Um, it was creepy. It was scary. I saw Chainsaw Two when I was younger, and it was too much. It it I didn't like it very much, and yeah. then later, after we got married and started dating, I guess after dating right around that time, we got we bought it because we wanted to watch it, and it wasn't. I don't remember you know being a, as affected by it, but yeah. this time I was just like, it's too much. Like I got to a point where I was like, we got to stop this. It's like when you're not enjoying other parts of it, and then you have to endure the gore. Even still, even without the suspense of the first one and all that, it's not as good. And yeah, I don't think oh, it's a um, sassy sequel. The, I think it's a sucky sequel. Yeah, I mean, redeeming things though, like the Leatherface, um, it gets more time and you get more of him as a character, and he gets established as one of the one of the things in well, horror movies. Well, I like the goofy cook guy. I always liked him in the first oh, one. Yeah. I don't like the guy with the he's metal okay. plate because he's obviously not the hitchhiker character. Oh, I do like character. him, though. He's, he's, um, he's not the same character as the one from the first one, but the other no. people are implied to be Leatherface and the and the cook. Right. That is very strange, actually. It's like Bill Mosley was hired to... Pl- Bill Mosley, I think, yeah. was hired to play that character and he, you know, from the first movie and then he decided not to. It's very strange. <laughs> and... Yeah, not my favorite of but, all the the sequel ones I watch. But I, he's I mean, he he does bring you know at least he has a screen presence. He really does, and yeah. he's he's you know kind of interesting. And later he's also in House of a Thousand Corpses, so that's why I also know him. Hmm. It's not my favorite sequel, but um you know one less. One, I mean, we won't watch it next year, but it's in our collection though. So if we get the stomach for it, I guess we can. Yeah, if we get the stomach for it, we can go back. So bringing everything together, you know. How do the movies that we watched comment on sequels in general? Or is there any kind of comparison that can be drawn? You know, I I think it, to me, what we watched is all about the filmmakers being emboldened or comfortable enough with the characters. Because those filmmakers that give reverence to the fans and the characters will almost always win and create a memorable film. Exactly. Oh, my God. We can't let this all go by without talking about Child's Play. Because Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. That is the most interesting story with sequels, as far as I'm concerned. Um, yeah. I love all of the movie. Well, every one of them, except for Child's Play 3. I'm sorry. But there are, what, Child's Play 1, 2, Bride of Chucky, Seed of Chucky, Curse of Chucky, Cult of Chucky. All good movies. Do you think because Brad Dorff was part of all of them that yes. has consistency? Brad Dorff, the only good part of Exorcist Three is amazing. Like if 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 you have Brad or excuse me, if you have Robert England, you also can put Brad Dorff right next to him as far as like a horror character they have created that um, is enduring and is is something you remember because of that person that's doing it. Don't you think? Well, in Brad Dorif's case, my first exposure to him was in One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, which I believe he was a cat, uh, nominated for Academy Award for his role in that. And so it's so interesting to see his whole different side of his career when he, he was, was older. Yeah. He was one of the stuttering mental patients, I believe. So Brad Dorif is awesome. 
he is awesome. So what about the Chucky movies? Um, I don't know. The first one's so scary. And then, so you just have a great way to start it off. And then Child's Play, um, Child's Play 2 is already a sassy sequel because it has the actress that is um, from Donnie Darko and says, you know, I'm starting to doubt your commitment to Sparkle Motion. Right. Um, she's the teacher in it. And she gets killed by Chucky with a ruler and, you know, all the foster care because, you know, the uh, the mom was deemed crazy and the kid had to be taken away. It's all just kind of insane. And why would the the doll care this much about the same kid? But he does and he terrorizes him. And, and then, oh, my God, the, the other part of it, Brad Dourif is in One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. <laughs> okay, well that's confirmed. Awesome, <laughs> and to me that adds to the awesome. It's like yeah. no, it does. It does. It really does, actually. Oh, the end of Child's Play Two is 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 the best part. It it's in in the doll factory, and you used to get the just rows and rows of Chucky dolls everywhere, and then um, the melting of stuff, and and that's how it all it, it all ends up with this. I won't even describe it anymore, but it's gross and it's wonderful. Um, and you when have does Jennifer Tilly come? Child's Play Three, which sucks because it's just boring. And is that the it's first on a Jennifer military, Tilly? No, it's on a military base. Okay, and and it's just dumb. Uh, and then uh, the first one is Bride of Chucky with um, the but with Buffy, like Sarah Michelle Gellar is the is the bride. Oh no, that's Jennifer Tilly is is the bride. And then when do they make the the girl doll? That's played. That's by her. Sarah Michelle Gellar. No, it's Jennifer Tilly the whole time. Um, but you do have the real life. It was sort of like that. It reminded me of the show Fat Actress that was on Showtime with Kirstie Alley. That sort That's of awesome, interesting documentary, meta, funny, you know, self-deprecating type of thing. That's what it reminded me of. But um, it and and it's just it's still scary and gory and <laughs> and I guess you get more wisecracking and more jokes and more silly. I think um, Seed of Chucky always strikes me at because John is that the one John Waters is in? Yes, at I some think point. So. I love it. It's so it, it's aware of itself, but it's also got that Pinocchio type son weird puppet. <laughs> Seed that's of like, Chucky is, is I love fun, that puppet, and, I, and I'm not gonna because uh, it's so much better than Child's Play three, but it's not uh, my favorite <laughs> one. Um, the kid is crazy. Like why? I mean, well, I mean that's the point. But I mean, why have a why have it be him be like British? I didn't get that at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just love it. It's just so funny because it's so you kind of bond with this weird character you're not expecting when you go into this movie. It's, but. It, it is cool. Like you don't know how to feel about that character by the end of the movie. Even like it's it's fun because you also get Jennifer Tilly and like John Waters. So it feels it feels honest within the within the world they've created within the last two of that leading up to that anyway. Yeah, I agree. I mean, it, it takes it a step crazier, which is funny. Um, but I guess that's why I, I appreciate uh, the next one, which was Curse of Chucky. Yeah. Yes. Curse of Chucky. It, it, it gets back to trying to be sort of sparse and scary and just about suspense and where he is in the room and dark and light and all that kind of stuff. Don't you think? You remember? It's, I mean, and, and you, have, you have some cool tie-ins um, with the... With the other movies, Jennifer Tilly's still in it for a bit, and uh, you have the the kid from um, the kid from the third movie, I think, comes back. Um, <laughs> so that's you know, it's a way of 
of um, making that one a little more fun, I guess. <laughs> yeah, and it wasn't that long ago. It was 2017. That's Cult of Chucky. And that's the most recent one, right? Yeah. Um, the Cult of Ch- or Curse of Chucky, excuse me, was probably like 2015 or something like that. Um, and, and Cult of Chucky just came out last year. That that we really like, too. I, I really like that one, too. Definitely. Well, and they kept their uh, sequels kind of fairly close Oh, yeah, close Fiona Dorif. I keep forgetting about that. Um, she, she's a good part of both the, the new two movies. She is. So... All right, we got Chucky in there. Is there any any other franchises um, before we sum it all up? And um, well, one that went wrong. There are a lot of them that went wrong. Any you can name? Um, it's a Candyman. Um, I love the movie Candyman. Um, and it's such a good '90s, like I don't know, one of the best from the '90s overall. And then Candyman two and three were, uh, you know, rehashes of the first one that was not good. Yeah, I, I remember Jeepers Creepers 1 was kind of scary, but 2 and 3 just went weird places. And I remember I always thought Jeepers Creepers was great in the first half, and I, it lost me in the second half. So I'm, like, only there through the first half of the first movie. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. Um, other sequels? Are we missing anything? Uh, what's some of your favorite sequels that yeah. we missed? Make sure and email us. Oh, my God, there's them. so many. Please, yes. It's uh, Chris and Sam give a damn at gmail.com, all spelled out. Uh, tell us what no you think. No one's emailed of- us yet. You know, and, and we want to also acknowledge that you're mostly family and friends listening. Um, so go ahead, email us. Yeah. Tell us why we suck or what movies we should be talking about. Yeah. <laughs> so as I was saying before we got into Chucky, you know, all of these things, if they're true to the original characters, usually they're going to they're, they're gonna do good. Like, you look at Freddy versus Jason, and you look at Jason X, and, um, you know, Halloween, H2O. Um, these movies all kind of, you know, held them up in a way. But then if you look at movies like Chainsaw, or even to that some extent, Nightmare 2, um, they're not, they're a little bit more fast and loose. And I think that's, maybe that's why they're not as fondly remembered as some of these other films. Absolutely. Yeah. If, if they're the one that took you on a tangent, then you're not going to like them. <laughs> I don't agree necessarily that a sequel right off the bat is inferior. Every movie has an equal chance of sucking. Um, I usually give them <laughs> 10 seconds. <laughs> oh, yeah. He doesn't give movies enough of a chance, but you know, uh, that's why I'm here, I guess. And I guess it, it de- it's dependent on the mood sometimes, too. Like, yeah. sometimes I'll, oh, yeah. I mean, sometimes I'll have you know a lot more latitude. That, like, that is not what we're watching. There's right sometimes we'll start to watch a horror movie, even if it's not a sequel. And it's like, right away, I get this feeling of, oh, I'm not going to like this movie. <laughs> and uh, so I have I have a little less tolerance for some of these movies that we watch. We uh, On the topic of horror movies, um, did we want to talk about any new ones that we've watched? Are they doing sequels on any of these newer horror films that have been big, oh, like Heredity or Get Out or anything like that? I oh, I think that I heard that they were doing a sequel for Get Out. What is the newest franchise that we've seen? Kind of, I guess they've really kind of they've did another Hellraiser. They couldn't really do a Hereditary sequel. No. I hope they wouldn't. Just a whole movie of that clocking noise, that clicking noise. That's scary. That's really scary. For the record, that movie's amazing. Anyway. So they've reinvented Puppet Master. Okay. Um, I, you need to just erase Puppet Master. Well, I mean, unless some something, unless I'm missing something, does someone out there like Puppet Master? Because I don't want to watch it, and I don't think it's good. 
Hellraiser. Who else have they tried to reintroduce kind of recently? Hellraiser is all, all, almost equally bad. The first one is is a good movie, actually directed by Clive Barker and stuff. And then um, after that, it gets it gets too too fantasy like, too dumb, uh, too convoluted. Ugh. Well, I think that's definitely to be continued on the the future of the the horror movies. We just wanted to take a slice of life at some sequels that we've been watching and and share them with you. That has been our little piece on sequels. Hope you've enjoyed it. Make sure you check out all of our episode on iTunes. Share it with your friends and email us at chrisandsamgiveadam at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. Thank you. Have a good one. Eh, have a good one. <laughs> That's bad. As you guys know, we are hilarious, so I put together outtakes from our past year. Um, enjoy. It's just something silly. Um, especially enjoy the um, the riffing on, on the gay stuff theme song. Outtakes 2018. <laughs> okay, bonus that I'm sneaking on here. This is my stretch imitation. Are you mad at me? Are you mad at me? Thank you. People that are, you know, have that condition and in how well they function or, you know, how many things they are. We're going to pause right here because um, we're making lasagna and I just heard a beep. Chris and Sam Give a Damn is a podcast bought, brought to you by two. It's, I, we're already bought. Yeah, we're bought and sold. No, it's I guess it's brought to you <laughs> by your average uh, Midwestern homosexual couple. So like the next time I'm gonna have like maybe Police Academy one through six. <laughs> yeah. Except the three and three rule breaks that up. So maybe Police Academy <laughs> one through three. I yeah I can't get myself to really really love the Police Academy. I. I... I'm Sam. I'm Chris. And we give, give a, a damn. 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 Mm. See you next month. We're married. <laughs> this week on It Came From Our... C- this week. Sorry. This month. Um, like I said, I, I don't know. I, I, don't, I just didn't appreci- that, appreciate that character as much just because... Did you say appreci? I love that. I love that shortening. Non-appreci. I don't appreci. Ah, I'm trying to think of what I'm... Of, of what he says at the beginning that it's so weird I don't remember never mind <laughs> and they have uh, you know obviously some kind of a juvenile joke about you know Hugh Janus like he tells a substitute teacher that his name is Hugh Janus Hugh Janus ha 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 and so the teacher yells out Hugh Janus Janus Hugh Janus mm. you gotta get it and you can tell that we weren't I wasn't thinking about timing because this is a horror movie, and we're not getting into that yet. Shit. I shouldn't have said that. That's fine. No, no, keep going. This has been Chris and Sam Give a Damn Halloween Special, Part 1. <laughs> boop, 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 boop. Where am I here? Yeah. <laughs> Boo-boo-da-boo-da. <laughs> hey, Sam here with Chris and Sam Give a Damn. Look away! Look, look away! Alright, Oh god, that's horrible. Don't ever Dixie Land. Oh, that was anyone Dixie. We weren't whistling Dixie, we were singing it. (laughs) Alright. quirky, definitely sassy sequel. Um, not necessarily my favorite one, but Do we need to pause?
I just heard of the dog. What? Is she outside? I don't think so. Molly, come here. Gaze Jeff! Gaze Jeff! Wait, how did you want to do it? <laughs> you had to do it. Like, Party time, excellent. Gaze Jeff. <laughs> but you were like, what? What, what, what was your... No, it was like some riff. Gay stuff! Gay stuff! Gay stuff! Something. <laughs> Can I make up something? No, it was more like death metal. Like. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm just going to keep rolling. I'm going to find the, the riff track. I just want you to do a couple of. Gay stuff! Like real loud and stuff. Not that loud. <laughs> you don't have to right? Yeah, go. <laughs> All right. <laughs> don't do the da 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 Just the gay stuff. Okay, I know. Gay stuff. 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 Gay stuff! Gay stuff? Gay stuff? Gay stuff! Gay stuff. Mm -hmm. Gay stuff. <laughs> That's good. <laughs>